Bartleby is the premier podcast spotlighting people of color. Every week, we talk news, what we've been playing, and tell you who's invited to the cookout. Our show is all about talking about gaming through a prism of blackness, because we are the culture. Welcome to Bukaku, y'all. What the deal be, everybody in Bracago? I am your host, Khalif Adams. This is the Spawn on Me podcast with your host, me, Khalif Adams. I hope you're doing well. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Hope you're having a fantastic week. We had a banger of an episode last week. If you missed it, please go check that bad boy out. We were talking about Hogwarts Legacy. Can you be an ally if you are checking that game out as a reviewer or as a player? Can you actually do that work while you know engaging with stuff that is kind of problematic can you do that that's one thing that we talked about last week we talked about a whole bunch of wonderful things this week we're going to talk a little bit about tiny tina we have a mini review of that game i'm going to be talking about the demo that i got of the new ghostbusters game but first and foremost we have to give it up to our guest for today our guest we are celebrating everyday black excellence on this show every week we get a chance to showcase dope folks that you know that you might have seen me interact with on the on the internet folks that you know who are masters of their craft doing wonderful things in the space this week we are rocking with albert donkwa who is the xbox content program program manager and social lead over on the xbox team my fan albert how are you doing fam how is things going Oh, um, I'm good. Thank you for uh, thank you for the warm welcome. Uh, I gotta say, I love the countdown music. I was just jamming. <laughs> it's really every time it's just so good, and I'm like, man, is there like a mixtape? Is there, you, you know, is there like some type of like you know spawn on me like you know countdown music? We like had playlist or something like that. We had something. It, we had something some time ago where okay. like. Probably in like Spawn on Me 1.5, we had, you know, a, a full playlist. We actually had a playlist that we let the community curate because it was like, they were like, oh, we really like this song. We really like that song. And I was like, well, look, y'all all have, first of all, y'all are younger than me and y'all got bangers that y'all know that, that I don't know. Put your bangers in there so I can learn about good stuff and then I'll hit you with the things that are my favorites. But maybe we should go do that again. I would love to maybe do that again. I think that that would be funky. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what 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 kind of stuff? Before we get into actually talking about all the wonderful stuff that you do, what's what's a couple of the joints right now that you're you're listening to that like are getting you through uh, uh, the week, the day? You know, what's the vibe in in in, in oh. House Donqua? Oh wow, I, it's a it's a you know it's a mixed bag. I would say like a bag of party mix. You know, you, you know, you got your cheese doodle, your pretzel, your little like nacho chip and stuff like that, like the, the corn chip. So it's like a little bit of everything. Um, I'm listening to uh, Most Def. I'm mm -hmm. a big big fan. Of well, these days he goes by Yasin Bay, but I listen to him uh, as as well. Um, I love Rise Against, so I do listen mm -hmm. to Rise Against. Yeah. Well, definitely big in, in my uh, Tony Hawk days, just uh, playing the game and stuff. Um, and also like a little bit of a uh, uh, Lipa as well. So it's a, it's a it's a mix. It's a mix. So I got some hip hop. I 
I got some, I got some rock, I got some pop. So it's and and of course Drake, you know, I can you know have Drake in there somewhere, you know. So I mean, I mean, you got you got to have some 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 Lover Boy music in there somewhere. You got right, you, right. you got to mix you it in to. there. You um, got to do it. You got to do it. Um, so I know you from so many various things on the internet. The thing that I, when I first came across you in our shared spaces, one of the first things that I remembered was like, yo, this cat Albert is one of the flyest dressed cats on the internet. Like there are very few, there's an interesting space within the gaming industry of people who are like very, very fashion forward and me where I have no fashion sense at all. I'm like, I will rock a gaming t-shirt all day, every day for my own brand. Cause I don't have any actual other real clothes, but it was one of those things that I remember first getting a chance to see you talking in, in, in mutual spaces and, and, and being like, yo, Albert's drip is on. It's like nuts right now. How wild that is as a fellow Bronx Bronxite, you know, we have that yeah. in common as well. You know, I want to hear your thoughts about before we dig into work stuff. I want to hear your thoughts about when did your drip game become so so on fire? Because it is redonkulous right now. You know, even the picture that we had showing you for our intro was just like you looking majestic out in this piece. I want to know how did you get your drip game on point? Well, well, first and foremost, I want to give a quick shout out to uh to um. Taylor Lyles on uh, over at IGN. She was the one who invited me, uh, and that was actually a um, an event at The Verge. Yeah, uh, he was celebrating their, I believe, tenth anniversary. I uh, hope I hope I got that right. Uh, and and just like the whole vibe and the whole scene, it just it just like kind of like I just saw what I wanted to wear, and I'm like, yeah. okay, this is giving me like constellation vibes. I gotta go Starfield, you know. And, and then I I just like look through my my wardrobe, and I'm like, I. I need this, but it's a special occasion, so I got to put the blazer on too. So I, um, that usually how it goes. I, I um, I'm gonna go someplace, and then I have to have to envision myself there, and then I got to see what the atmosphere is like, uh, what's tangible, what's not, and then I just kind of see myself in in um some sort of outfit, and then before I know it, I'm I'm dressed and ready to go. Uh, so who took this picture? I want to know who took this picture because that's one of the things that I, when I see people like there's a difference between, you know, and again, for the folks who are listening at, at home on, on the podcast version of this, I'm sorry you can't see the drip. But the thing that the thing that is dope is it's one thing to like get the wardrobe ready and have the fit on and, and look good. But you always need a good person to capture that moment. Who is the person who took this picture? You looking so dumb in this picture. It looks so good. You would not believe me if I told you. So um, uh, I do have some photos that are taken by some of our local photographers, but a majority of the photos that uh, at you see is actually myself. I, I, so just bear with me. I know it's going to sound crazy, but I usually carry around a bottle of water. A bottle of water, why? Because you may need it. You might be thirsty. You never know when you need a bottle of water. Yep. But I also carry around a bottle of water. Uh, and it's Poland Spring to be exact. I like Poland Spring. Mm. Um, and I carry around a bottle of water to prop up to places so I can put my phone on and I use my Apple Watch. And then I will, oh. I, I can see a preview of myself in the watch. And, and that's how I can kind of set up the pose and stuff. So most times it's, it's myself. That is, talk about a pro tip. 
on like how to get the drip you know uh, uh documented you can have no other person to like capture that moment for you that's actually really brilliant i forgot that you could you know capture stuff from your apple watch if you have that you're in that ecosystem that's actually really really dope i love that um i want to get into you as a as a professional i think you know you know we talked a little bit about us uh, being in front of bronx you know what part of bronx were you from or are you from so it's funny so when it comes to the bronx people yeah. only recognize two places in the bronx right <laughs> it's either the south bronx or you from uptown yeah that's it yeah so i'm from a place called the west bronx but people will never say no what's the west bronx you're right. from the south bronx uh so um i'm in the west bronx area i grew up near fordham road um four train for yep. those who are uh nyc uh, savvy so uh four train and that's where i grew up like kind of like midwest or mid bronx so not too far south not too far up uptown but i mean i those those are some of my old stomping grounds i, I used to go to video games new york no not video games new york uh god what was the name of the spot the video game spot over in up up in up on fordham road Oh, I can't think of it right now. But first of all, it was a spot that I used to go to because it was like the one spot that used to break street date all the time. Uh, <laughs> they used to break street date all the time. In the chat, Dauntless Dante is saying, shout out to West Bronx, Kingsbridge. Kingsbridge, you're... Yep, I remember. He knows. Yeah. My guy, you know. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's right, man. King, Kingsbridge, Kingsbridge man. is the truth out there. Is the truth out there. So from the West Bronx, you know, you 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 went and, and now you are... Moving from those spots to being, I would say, one of the more um, visible members of the Xbox social team um, in a in a in a much broader way. Like, I think that there are folks who are doing some of that work, but there are folks who are kind of like behind the scenes, and there are folks who are kind of more, you know, in the public in the public kind of facing layers of some of that stuff. I think you've done that through not only you know being super. Uh, vocal about your uh, want to see more of us in the space, but also, you know, because you have been very, very vocal and kind of visual with the way that you've showcased and kind of shown brand alignment with the work that you kind of do. Give the folks at home a little bit of info about like how you got into the industry. Sure, of course. So it first started, or let me not, let me make an abridged version. <laughs> uh, I came to Microsoft, wow, nearly seven years ago. Um, originally, I had plans to um, work at 30 Rock. So for those who've seen like the show, um, I really loved 30 Rock uh, and and I wanted to be a page like Kenneth and I wanted to you know, work hard at that. So I was finishing up my bachelor's degree uh, and I had a couple of talks with a couple of folks, um, you know, um, up, uh, up in Corp. So at the time I worked at the NBC studio tour desk. So um, I got to kind of, you know, like take a peek at the studios and stuff like that. Uh, and I had a couple of talks with um, some some recruiters and stuff, and everything seems good. You know, as long as I finished up my bachelor's degree, I can go ahead and um, you know have a have a further conversation. So through through uh, an election event, which I worked that was sponsored by uh, Windows 8 at the time, and and Surface, I ultimately uh, met someone from Microsoft that changed the course of uh, my history. So long story short, they sent my information along 
after us meeting uh, in the middle of the plaza. And they overheard me talking about Xbox to a fellow stagehand. Uh, and that, that resulted in me getting a um, an opportunity to help launch the Xbox One during the launch window. Uh, and it was the first time that I actually got to, you know, work like close to the game industry because I was always under the um, under the guise of, hey, if you don't have a computer science degree, if you don't have a souped up PC, if you can't work with graphics or animation or lighting, you have no business being in the industry. Um, obviously, it's much more to gaming than, uh, than that um, because it, it takes a village. And uh, after the, the uh, program, because a temporary program, I actually got a heads up about uh, something happening in, in um, Fifth Avenue. And I I reached out to the contact that was given to me. And lo and behold, I got invited to a um, a job interview. And and it's funny enough, because every time I went for something for Microsoft, it was always uh, like at a, at a nice Marriott. These guys love Marriott. So I, I go, it's a big fancy ballroom. Uh, and it's just like 300, 400 people in there, of course, pre-COVID times. Uh, and, um, and we were, uh, just like going through like it was just like an open job interview uh, job fair and I ended up getting the job and I worked at the physical retail store um, on Fifth Avenue but it was different because it was our it was our first flagship store so most Microsoft stores uh, physical stores were like one floor uh, and they most most times were in malls you know there were some that were standalone or within the proximity of a mall but this one was like big bolstering, it was seven stories in the in the middle of all of these, you know, uh, crazy high end stores, and it, it was unlike anything I've ever seen before. We had Pitbull performing at our grand opening, um, and and I remember doing a a Minecraft workshop because I always volunteered to do anything gaming because I knew at that moment I'm like, okay, you know, I'm 25, I need to work. Like I'm 30, I need to work for Albert five years from now, and and, and that was my mindset. So uh, I put everything into where I wanted to be five years from now, I guess six now, or yeah. So I had to make sure that I, I would be in a position talking to you right now, uh, I guess in a sense. And I was able to um, you know have some really great experiences because the culture at Microsoft was just so so different so crazy uh in a good way I, I didn't know it was just so inclusive um satya himself our ceo sat in on my on my very first like minecraft workshop on grand opening day and it was just insane to see like the ceo there um really down to earth uh and it was like a moment for me where i saw okay anything's possible you know because like how many retailers can you say that the ceo came this it's not going to be many you know maybe a gm maybe a regional manager, mm. but the CEO, you know, walked in. Um, so I was always, I was always looking for opportunities to um, showcase and, and, um, and put on for gaming. And, and I was able to uh, get a really key moment with our first, our first ever uh, game launch. So it was our first midnight launch. It was Tom Clancy's division the first one yeah super yeah super big man i, I remember that spent hours on there um and we had a walkthrough with some uh, xbox execs and the store team i uh, said hey albert like can you just join us on the walk you know we don't want to 
you know, be asked the Xbox question that we can't answer. And we know that you're enthusiastic and you can answer it. So all these people come in, the last being the most notable, uh, Major Nelson himself. Uh, and we walk through the whole floor and then he goes, hey, um, this is a lot. And everyone's like, no, no, you know, what would it take, Larry? Like, do we have to do, you know, extra catering? Like, you know, like, do we have to, you, you know, how do we, how can we accommodate you so that you can do this launch with us? And he's like, I need this guy to be my chaperone. Huh. And you can hear a pin drop. But I, I'm confused. I'm like, you know, like Scooby-Doo, like Ruby, like, like, what's going on? And he's like, yeah. I want this guy to be my chaperone, and, and you know he he let out like a like a cool chuckle, and it was awesome. So there it was. I was handling his his itinerary. I was like, hey, you know, you got this time to do a to do a giveaway. You're gonna be on stream at this time. Here's your break time. So um, it was really awesome of him to to like choose me to do that. I mean, obviously he didn't have to, but um, he must have saw something in me to say, I want this guy working beside me, and uh, I was able to have that talk with him and. He and I spoke uh, for about 20 minutes during a break, and I told him everything that I wanted to do. I wanted to like, join Team Xbox one day. How I wanted to be in the gaming industry, and he gave me like a lot of great solid advice. But the one thing that stuck with me was like, "Hey, I need you to make something. Make something that's yours. You know, make sure that you have, um, you know, something to show. Because a lot of people can be ready for the opportunity, but they don't have anything to show for it. You yeah. know, when it, when the time comes." So I put two and two together. I went home and I, I made a digital magazine. I was always inspired reading the uh, Xbox Wire growing up. So I, I had loose chains on my desk and I was playing with some change in my hands and I picked up a nickel uh, and, and I made my magazine. It was the Fifth Avenue nickel. It was my five cents in gaming uh, and the store was on Fifth Avenue. So that's where it was. And it was my little, little makeshift Xbox Wire. And I, I did uh, how-tos. Um, What's new on Xbox at the time it was part time in the store, so I couldn't afford, you know, uh, stuff, and and I didn't have a following, so I wasn't getting free stuff. So I um I stayed late. I came in early to align myself with our inventory team because I knew that we get products for the floor models. So I would unbox those. So I did unboxings. I bought a cheap little lavalier mic off Amazon. I think it's like ten dollars. I don't know how, but it worked. And I went to PAX and Comic Cons and E3s. And I asked for interviews. I said, hey, my name is Albert. I'm on the store team. And I, I just really want to, you know, talk to you. Don't worry. It's, it's just for my team. I'm not, you know, nothing going to lose outlet. I'm not looking to, you know, aha, I got you. Just simple questions, you know, about how you like making the game. Uh, and they agreed. And before I knew it, I had content that, yeah, not even Xbox had. And, and people are looking at me like, who is this guy? And why does he have this content? Uh, and eventually, <laughs> the right eyes saw it. Um, you know, some really important eyes uh, saw my work, and um, you know, fast forward because I know I've been going on for a little bit. No, fast no, no, forward. you don't have you don't have to make it fast. Okay, so uh, COVID happens, of course. The stores close, uh, and uh, I become a enterprise trainer. I was really well versed at uh, Microsoft 365, so I did a lot of trainings for uh, companies, and um, but there was. I don't want to say like a sense of panic, but I guess like a sense of worry because like it, like two big things happen back to back. Like Toys R Us goes bankrupt and mm. they're gone, and these guys thought that they were untouchable. And you saw what happened. You know, like Target adapted, Walmart adapted, Amazon is a machine, and you see how good these companies are at changing with the times. And Toys R Us didn't adapt enough. That coupled with COVID, and we had 
we had teams at our, you know, at our doors, like talking to us about the digital transformation, um, you know, and we can say Gap and Macy's, Nordstrom, Procter and Gamble, uh, etc. So I found myself doing trainings for like, um, like uh, certain clients. I, I did Samsung, I did Disney, I did uh, even helped out with the UN, uh, Brooklyn Nets. It was a cool NBA thing in which we did uh, virtual fan seatings. So I was helping out with that for. Uh, um, Nets games, so uh, during uh, COVID, so that was super cool to kind of you know help and like, like get the fans excited in the virtual seats. So we were doing a lot, um, but the team that was really hurting the most uh, was digital stores because they no longer had that physical store support. So mm. they were really slammed with stuff. So uh, they created these internal internships to get help from the physical store employees who are now working from home. Uh, and I applied and I got this Xbox one. Uh, and it was super cool because I got to be on the launch team. Uh, and there I was, you know, this physical store retail guy on a on an Xbox launch team. And uh, it, it was just unheard of. You know, how's a guy working in stores, you know, helping to launch this console? And, and people were inquisitive. They asked questions. Uh, I'm happy to talk. So we spoke uh, and these conversations went on for a few months and... Uh, early, early the following year, I got um, I got a message, uh, and it's, it's it's definitely from um, from Xbox, and, and they they go, hey, we really enjoyed uh, you know working with you throughout this time, and 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 while uh, while we really like what you can bring to the table, we can't fit you into a role. However, uh, we're gonna make one for you, huh. uh, and 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 I, I like. I've come very close in my in in my seven years, almost seven years with the company, to like tears. But that was the first time in in in, in my tenure with the company that I, I I definitely teared up. I I just couldn't believe it that I I did it, I achieved it, um, and it was probably like the crowning moment of my career. That's that's one of the most amazing stories that I've, I think we've probably ever heard on our show. I think I think one of the things that sticks out to me is that you sharing and saying, you know, I wanted to get myself ready for the five years ahead of me. Looking at where I am now and thinking about what I want to be able to do and envisioning that. And then hearing the culmination of all of that hard work and to be really honest, savviness, man, because I think that that's the thing that I don't think a lot of people understand, right, is like in a huge space where you are, you know, one of the folks who are starting out in that space and kind of getting your feet wet into an industry and learning how to kind of, you know, manage and, you know, I don't want to use the word manipulate because that, that has a negative connotation, but it is this, you know, figuring out of how to literally get in where you fit in. Um, that's just really impressive. I love hearing stories like that because I think it's a thing where, you know, you, you and I have had conversations over the over the past couple of years about like, you know, again, wanting to see spaces get more involved and wanting to see people, you know, talk positively about their experiences in the in the in the industry. Um, and it's just fantastic to hear, you know, how you got to a position that that, that you wanted and you sought out and you put yourself in the position to actually be there. 
Um, I want to come back to that a little bit later in our conversation because I want to, I want to, I want to give you a moment to kind of share for other folks who are listening. You know, not only here on Twitch but at home on, in podcast land and on YouTube when this goes up about what you would suggest people do who are in that position now who are like I'm on the periphery of of, of an industry that I want to be in or I'm on the you know I'm knocking on the door to potentially get into a space to, to kind of like you know move into that kind of next layer of what I'm wanting to do so I, I want you to have that in the back of your mind because that's the thing I definitely want to come back to Okay. So you've moved forward. You've now gotten the job that you've wanted. The uh, Xbox and Microsoft have made this position for you. Your now position that you have now is the same position that they made for you, the same one that you have currently? Um, in in the job function, yes. The title was changed because um, um, just upon like looking at what I did and the scope of what I was doing, um, it seemed fitting to to just tweak the title a little bit, but but what I'm doing is pretty much the same. So so for the folks at home who don't know what a content program manager and social lead does, give them a little bit of an overview of like kind of what your day to day is. I think I think that's a good thing for people to understand. Of like we all are very very excited about titles because titles have very very different meanings. But I think people don't know when they're like I want to do something like that. What does your day to day look like? Fine. Uh, this is probably the uh, my day to day is always different. This is the, huh. the most exciting role I've I've ever had because it's it is a creative role um, in a in a supportive uh, engineering structure. So I I've never been this flexible in in my um in my life, and it's and it's interesting because I have different things that I do, um, and because of the of the different areas of uh, of my role each day is different. So hmm. for um, just to start, when I first got hired, uh, my main goal was to uh, help the production of uh, Xbox support videos. So given my my history and, and, and like working in physical stores and being close to the, to the voice of the customer, it was only fitting that I would do something that would help the customer. Uh, so I was able to uh, streamline a process because before like we had a longer process that took about um, like a month plus to create videos. And I was able to cut that in half. Huh. Um, uh, yeah, which was great. And and then also like reduce costs. So uh, that was amazing. Uh, but in but in order for me to take it further, I needed to know how to um, how to get the video ready for production. And and that's in the form of of uh, script writing. So I had to learn how to write a script. Uh, you know, so it's like any you know, TV show, movie, commercial ad, everything needs to have a script. So I learned how to, how to like take our instructional stuff. So um, everything that, that is created, you know, comes from Xbox support. So um, I would take what's there and I would make it you know, conversational as if I was talking to a friend, you know, um, something that you can see or you can feel in the conversation. So I would, uh, I would take that and then turn it into a script. So I would write, uh, the text that's going to be on screen because we got to be accessible. I got to write the um, uh, the text for the voiceover. So for the VO artists, and then I would uh, use a capture card uh, to create the storyboard from the console uh, so that the uh, video creator can go ahead and create the video based on the script and uh, and the text and everything from there. Uh, so um, so some days I write scripts. 
Some days I'm um, I'm watching the videos with the video uh, creator, and we're going back and forth, um, and uh, and um, I'm I'm having them review my team to see you know hey like what needs to be tweaked, what needs to be fixed, and we go back and forth until we you know have something good. Um, uh, and then on the other end, once I was doing that in a rhythm, I, my manager said, if you could describe what you're doing in 250 characters or less, mm. how would you do it? And and I should have known. I didn't. I didn't think too much of it, right? Because I'm like, I gotta, you know, I gotta make sure I'm doing a good job. Yeah. Uh, and when I explained it in 250 characters or less, he goes, "You should run our Xbox support uh, Twitter." <laughs> so I'm like, uh, oh, okay, sure. Uh, and then I was given the, the the reins, not the whole thing, but just on the proactive stuff. So the, you know, if there's like reactive, so um, luckily that's not me. Uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> very, very different. Yeah, yeah, stuff yeah, you have yeah to deal it's, with. it's very different. So there's a lot of man for the people who do what they do, who do reactive and social you guys are our heroes all stars all of you um so i do proactive stuff so i manage a content calendar i do how to's uh demos so new so like a new feature comes out i would say hey here's how you get this started um so for example we recently had the uh the twitch um back sorry, the twitch live streaming on console so uh, i get to come up with a with a cool tweet to kind of show you hey here's how you get this started um, and I and I work with um, with my team, which is also full of um, of designers and wordsmiths, because I, I definitely want to get this straight. It's, I'm not a one man band. I have people that make my words crispy. I have <laughs> individuals that make my graphics shine. So like they are the true heroes. They you know you, you know they they take my sandwich and they cut off all the crust. You know yeah. you, nice, you know like. I, I love that. You know, I'm looking like a McDonald's burger. You know, the ones in the commercial, <laughs> not the not the one you you open up and it's all beat up. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, um, that is that is how um, it is. So, so again, some days I'm I'm managing a content calendar. I'm writing scripts. Uh, some days I'm I'm dealing with the freelancers. I'm executive producing um, videos. So it's it's always different. And and in some days it's uh, cross team. So I get to work with different teams. So again, we have something uh, that we're going to do. I get to work with PR, with marketing, with with engineers, with writers, with designers. Um, it, it's it's definitely a beautiful role because I get to be at the intersection of all of those different um, type of roles, and then and like really get to see people like flourish and in in, uh, in their respective areas, and then help out there. It the thing that I love about that because that's a very rare position to have too i mean having worked in a couple of different corporate spaces they very very much want to put blinders on you when you wind up getting a role and saying no well like you can kind of play in these other spaces but that is either owned by someone else or it is a thing that we want to you know keep you away from because it is not the way that we want you to kind of engage with some of the work but it feels like with this position in with the company, they are really excited to see you flourish and use all of these other tools that you've amassed over your career to make their product shine and to be able to be really good in your role. How are you, uh, are you always seeing this kind of level of support, like in the ways that you're thinking about the work you get a chance to do is like, is it very much of like, I have an idea. Let's see how we can roll with this 
and and see if it if it if it sticks. Do you feel like you have that kind of autonomy to kind of get some of those things done? I do, and, and um, and like in terms of support, uh, like I've I've definitely had support throughout the years, but just like never like this. When I got to Xbox, it was just on a whole nother level. Like mm. the first thing my manager said to me was, "Hey, um, I want this role to be a stepping stone for you." I see that you have a vision. I see that you're ambitious, uh, and I want you to, you know, shine. I want you to grow. I want you to, you know, don't be afraid. Be bold. Um, you know, experiment, try, and if you fall, get back up. But just, you know, keep going. Um, and and that to me was like, wow. I, I didn't expect, you know, like a man to say that's like, hey, you know, welcome to day one. Um, welcome to the team. I know that you're gonna do great things. And I'm looking forward to you, you know, growing and like leaving. And I'm like, well, that's crazy, you know. <laughs> I'm getting promoted and stuff like that. So uh, that was awesome. But yeah, the team really does. Um, the team really does allow me to, you know, be creative and and um, and, and do things. Uh, and I really appreciate that because like sometimes I'm like, hey, you know, we're support, but we got some stuff that we can do that you know might might touch on a trend. Or, or something that, hey, we can tap more into the community here. You know, we can do some references to like certain things. And, and it's nice, you know, it's, it's not going to be like, hey, you know, here's how you, you know, here's how you do A, B, C, D, you know, you know, smiley face, Xbox support, you know, thumbs up. It's, it's, it's not like that, you know, like sometimes I can, I, I can really get creative. So it's, it's nice. I've, 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 I've used like references from like Marvel um you know uh from like anime you know just from like different things you know a march madness i've used different type of stuff to kind of you know really relate to the the audience um and to to our fans and customers out there because like i'm also a customer i mean i i play um i grew up playing as well so you know i want things to be you know um humanized i want it to be conversational as if almost if again like a friend is talking to you and not just say hey, you know follow these steps you know it's like i, I just want to just make it more more solid you know more fluid and the, and the team is definitely supportive of that it's like yeah sure try it out you know we you know we can see how it is if it doesn't work out we can look at something else but you know we won't know unless we try and i appreciate that I mean, and it also has felt like from the past of, you know, at least five to seven years that the Xbox social game has gotten so good in terms of having that brand voice not feel robotic and having that re that brand voice not feel like it is authoritarian in that way. Because there are some companies that are very much like, we're going to talk to you in a way that's like, you're not our friends but we're not we're not going to be conversational with you we're going to tell you exactly what it is from a very bullet pointed way and that doesn't really always come through in terms of giving people the support that they need or at least kind of conveying that connection that you see from you know a company like an apple or you know now microsoft kind of being not only a gaming company and a, and a, and a kind of big tech company but feeling more like a lifestyle brand in a lot of different ways and i think some of the work that you get a chance to do um you know kind of conveys some of that too do you feel like microsoft at this one is kind of like an xbox is kind of now kind of getting into that threshold of feeling more like a lifestyle brand than than just a a, a console company definitely i mean you know, one thing that you can look at is is the just like the recent strings of uh, of the partnerships and collabs we've been doing. You know, um, 
Krispy Kreme over at our friends in UK. I'm, I'm jealous. I wish I had a chance to taste that donut. It's delicious. Um, was it uh, with the Waze app as well? So that was yeah. you know super cool to see Cortana there um, as a uh, uh, as GPS voice. Um, then most recently the OPI like nail polish as well. So yeah. it, it's 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 definitely more than just you know the game, right? Because if you really wanted to keep it tried and true, then everything would be. Mountain Dew Doritos all the time. Like, oh, you got a new game? Mountain Dew Doritos, right? And, and, and where, you know, it's it's pretty cool to see all of the different things. You know, uh, most recently, uh, the Halo and the Wolverine boots. I'm, I'm looking to see how, how that comes out. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, those furry controllers for, for our Sonic. Um, yep. Man, those look amazing. You know, the SpongeBob uh, console, the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So it's, it's just tapping into our childhood, tapping into our fandoms, tapping into our cultures, um, tapping into the different fan bases and, and things that we like, you know, even sports as well. I, I know like, we've, we've partnered with um, uh, with Atlanta Hawks. We've, we've did the Lakers. Oh, I'm so horrible when I was in the NL. I know that, that jersey and the figure and the controller. Oh, but you know what? I don't feel as bad because um, I'm not a diehard Laker fan, so I can I can imagine how the diehard Laker fans feel. Um, but yeah, and then most those, and then most recently the uh, Brooklyn Nets. So it, it, we we are trying to you know really touch touch on um, different aspects of uh, of, of uh, cultures and hobbies and interests, and it's really amazing to see because it's it's diverse, you know, just like the you know, games and Game Pass. Huh? <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Um... What are you playing right now? What are some of the things you're kind of digging into? Well, I'm going to get out the way because, you know, who isn't playing Elden Ring? So uh, um, <laughs> I'm playing Elden Ring uh, and uh, Elden Ring has, has actually did a feat. Um, and it's funny because I, I was like looking at a list of games that I have broken night with uh, for at least five plus uh, days. And there's very few games on that list. Yeah, like very few games uh, on that list, and I've broken night at least five times playing Elden Ring. It is addicting. Um, but uh, but aside from that, I'm definitely playing Tunic. I'm enjoying that. Um, I thought I was gonna, you know, go in there and handle business like I did in Death's Door uh-huh. with the umbrella. When I found the stick in Tunic, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do the same thing. They taught me a lesson real, real fast. So I'm glad I found a sword. So I'm going to take care of business there. Um, I'm still trying to find that damn sword because I'm getting rocked right now. So the key, well, I can't say the key, but what I did, I was running. I was running for my life. I kept running and running and running. And then I found a sword by accident. So that's how how I did it. I think it's in East 4 or something like that somewhere. But I found it by accident running away. I don't know if it's brave or sad. but (laughs) (laughs) I was running away. Um, And then I'm also playing uh, Cyberpunk. Uh, Absolutely love that game. Um, I got it on my, like, definitely one of my all-time faves. Um, Been able to jump back in since, like, the latest patch. And I'm trying to get all the achievements, so um, taking my time with it. I love that. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm still getting my face rocked in in Tunic, uh, <laughs> which is which is not fun. It's weird because I've been playing Elden Ring, and I'm at a at a point now where I'm not OP, but like I'm one shotting a lot of stuff now. And then to feel so underpowered when I go play Tunic and being like, oh, this thing, this bird just bodied me. 
I'm like, yo, I don't want to play this anymore. I like turned it off in frustration the other night. I was like, yo, I'm done with you, Tunic. <laughs> I'm done with Man. you. Speaking speaking of enemies, it, if we could just, just touch on Elden Ring real quick. Mm. Uh, man, the number one, well, at least for me, the number one like craziest enemy for me are those starving dogs. Those things, oh. they they break my ankles. Like, yo, they crossing me over like Iverson. Like, I, <laughs> I can't hit them. And, and, man, they catch me every time. And it, they were like, like, <laughs> right? Like, I could take out dragons, but you got these, you know, you got these starving dogs, and they are letting me have it every time, man. I think, uh, I, oh, go ahead. Go on. No, go ahead. Oh, uh, I was going to say those and the catacomb, uh, catacomb, those imps. Man, they oh. wake you. Oh man, if they get the jump on you. Oh, oof. the really small ones, the really yeah, tiny yeah. dudes. Yo, those things are the worst because oh, then you can't man. see them, and they have like wild health. They have like the most damage. These little things, they jump on you and they would climb on your back and then chop you up and then dip yeah. out. Yo, them things are wild. The mm -hmm. thing that has been catching me has been bears. Bears in this game are the devil. Yo, them things will rock you, take all your health and dip, and then just be standing there over your dead body growling. Just be like, yo, you ain't ish. You ain't. <laughs> I've got rocked so many times by bears. I remember there's this one part that the like there's a, there's a secret bear that just comes out. He just materializes. It's, you can't even see yeah. it. And I was like, "Really? You're just gonna throw a magic ass bear on me right now and get me and get me all messed up?" And it just, I but I I can't stop playing it. I can't I literally. I'm I literally before we started the show was playing the game, and I looked at my hours. I'm at a hundred and no, what what am I at? I'm at level one seventy five or something like that. Wow. So many hours into this game, but it's so good. And I'm still finding new stuff. It's so wild. Elden Ring, if that thing doesn't get game of the year, I, it's probably going to win game of the year on the Spawnies. I'm just telling y'all now, it's probably going to happen. <laughs> um, but one thing I also want to uh, talk to you about, and I think this is really important too, because I think a thing that we have had conversations about is, you know, I think there's a, a there's a, a brotherhood in there. I think that there's a, a camaraderie within our community of seeing folks, you know, make really fantastic leaps in their career and, and supporting them and, and, and continuing to, you know, foster a space where we are helping each other out and looking out for each other to find, you know, like, oh, there's a position here. Go check this out. Go look at this. Or, oh, I'm I'm in this position at my job and I know that you're looking to continue to get something done over here. Let's figure out ways to collaborate and get things done in that space. From a gaming industry perspective, because now that you're in the gaming industry proper for, for almost, you know, eight years now, you know, what have been your experiences in terms of folks within our communities kind of looking out or, you know, how you're feeling about how we've as a collective, because we're not a monolith, but as a collective have kind of started to make inroads into to those positions of power and, and, and being able to be those decision makers? I would say it's good. You know, uh, of course, his progress to be made and, and you know, uh, everyone is everyone's trying their best. Right. It's not like someone 
you know, X person is a, is a VP. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I can make the, you know, I can call all the shots. Right. But, you know, everyone is trying every way they can. And, you know, if it's not through nonprofits, if it's through, Hey, you know, if you want to learn how to do this skill, it's a free class, it's a free course. Hey, if you're, if you're looking for um, opportunities to, to voice in a game or something like that, you know, uh, email this person or, Hey, um, I want to do this. We're going to have a panel or like a seminar. So uh, we are really good at uh, highlighting informationals, um, just uh, programs, events, different different places and spaces in which people can like learn and get information. Because um, like just saying, right, if you eliminate the talent, right, let's just say that people have a skill already, right? The, the main gap is going to be the information, right? Information is key, right? So once we have the information, and, and, and that's knowing, you know, the what's what, the who's who, a lingo, all these different things. That's what's really going to um, like really help close the gap um, uh, because it's, it's, it's funny. So like one of my favorite lines that I hear a lot um, is, is, hey, you know, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. And that's mm. absolutely true. That's absolutely true. However, um, I slightly disagree with that, right? Mm. Because what if you what if you make a shot, right? You, you will sink it and you don't know the value of that shot, right? right? So like, what if you underestimate it, right? So I would say, take the shots, but you gotta know the score. You have to know the score. Cause if you don't, you might underestimate or overestimate a shot that goes in and you don't wanna do that, right? You, you wanna make sure that you're not under or overestimating anything. So uh, th- that's what I would say. And that comes in the form of information. So once, you know, like once you, once you're out there, you're networking and you're working and you're and you're looking and you're, you're growing and you're talking to folks and you're connecting with folks. Like that's going to help you, um, like really close the gaps, right? Because of course you can do research, but like when you really network and you like meet people and like individuals uh, and they see your vision, because like that's what really helped me along the way. Like a lot of individuals with you know, saw my vision, they felt my passion and, and they were able to help me. Um, most notably, you know, those who are, who are full, filled with empathy. So shout out to uh, the women, like all the, like all the key players in, in, in this, and me talking to you today, were all women. Like mm. they, they, they are bees knees uh, and then some. So just want to go ahead and say that. I yeah I'm I'm with you too like that that has been for me as well like most of the any, most of the actual connections that have gotten me into a good position within the gaming industry has always been from the good word of of dope women who have been like I see something in him to be able to kind of get him into that next space um I think I think I think you know before we let you go I think one of the layers of all of that that is a through line across a lot of these conversations, a lot of the gems that you've been dropping today, and you've been dropping a lot of gems. Folks in the chat are like, yo, these are some gems tonight uh, that Albert is dropping, which is fantastic. And the reason why we got him on the show. Um, But I think a through line that I'm seeing and hearing through this conversation is about, you know, again, being ready. And I think that that's a layer there, right? There's a layer of happenstance that winds up coming across, right? Like you didn't know that that person was going to wind up being there where you were working at 30 Rock. You didn't have that initial, you know, like forethought or foresight to be able to be like today, a person's going to walk through this door. It's going to change my life. No one has that layer of it. 
but you did have the space and the wherewithal to be prepared for that moment. I want to I want to I want to end out on, you know, you sharing a couple more gems for folks who are at home who are listening to the show now who are again thinking about they have an idea of what they want to do. They have an idea of the industry they want to tackle or be close to and adjacent to or be in. Um, but they are still struggling a little bit with the preparedness part. Give the folks at home a little bit of, you know, how you you thought about some of those things in the beginning stages of you kind of being in this layer of your career. And now that you've achieved this particular goal, you know, how, what are some things that you're thinking about to continue to kind of be ready for that next big step that's going to be in your career? Great, great question. First and foremost, I would I would say um, what you want to do is have a portfolio. Um not something that is like new, you know, or like or like never been told before, but you know, definitely having a portfolio. If you can make it something that you can make it like a um, a dual purpose, then mm-hmm. it's like two birds with one stone. So when I made my magazine, that was a part of um, enticing my my colleagues, you know, getting them excited for Xbox. Like so that that in a way, you know, increased sales. That got them more knowledgeable in Xbox. That got them more excited. I would bring back like you know like free swag from the conventions and I like, give to them to like top performers. You know, I like I took out people to lunch. I gave them prizes. Uh, but at the same time, that magazine was my portfolio. So when I got in the room with these Xbox folks, I said, "Look, this is this is all that I've done." And and like was it you know um, was it the best looking? The best sounding? No, I said I had a ten dollar lavalier off of Amazon. So the the, uh, the the thing to it is like don't chase perfection. A lot of people get caught up with like this has to be the best. This has to be the best. Um, sometimes good is good, right? Because when you see good, behind good is intent. Behind good is purpose. Behind good is passion. Good is okay, you know, um, because perfect is. It's just something that, you know, it's, it's something that we forever chase. So it's okay if it's not perfect. Um, I mean, obviously, don't let it be anything that's like, you know, far from perfect. But you, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of course, right? But you want it to be, you know, good is okay. Um, and then and then another thing I would say is, you know, definitely reach out to these people. Um, you know, are people in the spaces that you want to talk to? Obviously, we know that when when uh, people converse, right, people might want something from someone else or need help with somebody else, right? And 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 even if no one says it, right, that's in the back of the mind. What you want to do is not is not make somebody feel like they're on the hook to oh I gotta help this person. Mm. Otherwise, you know, you know, like I'm gonna feel bad or you know, I, I can't help them. And that's what I was going through like the first couple of years of my career. I was I felt like a used car salesman. I was like, hey, my name's Albert, I wanna be in Team Xbox, blah blah blah. Like here's my work. And, you know, it didn't, it didn't click that I was putting these guys on the hook like, hey, I want a job. I, I want to get promoted. And I'm, I'm projecting that onto you. And later on, what I started doing is like, hey, my name is Alvin. This is what I do. You know, like this is this, this is that, blah, blah, blah. And eventually it turned into, hey, Albert, what do you want to do? Or, hey, mm. hey, Albert, you, you know, let's talk later. I have some ideas. So, um, you know, it, it's just pretty much like, you go to the prom, right? You want to, not everybody's that blunt, right? You walk up to somebody, you want to dance? Whoa. 
I'm okay, right? But if you, you know, wallflower, go to the punch table, you know, do a little two-step, want to dance? Sure, right? And, and so it, it's, it, it really comes down to um, the approach and execution. And you want to show these people that, hey, you know, um, I'm looking to solve a, solve a problem, solve an issue, or I'm looking to bring something to the table, right? Because if you start with the, with the why, you know, why you're great, like why you do what you do, eventually they're going to get to the how can we help you? What do you, you know, want versus, hey, I'm telling you off the bat what it is I want and what I'm trying to do, right? And then like, like the why is, I mean, it's going to be asked, but it's maybe now it's like, well, I'm, I'm instantly on the hook. So um, there's that. And the one thing I, and I do want everybody to remember is that, you know, uh, Shakespeare once said that comparison is the death of joy. Do not compare yourself to others. Everybody has a different journey, your pace, your race. You can ask around. It's people that, you know, it took them, you know, uh, the game industry. It was their first job out of, out of college. Some people, hey, I, I just went and applied on a whim. It took me five years to get to Microsoft. It took me five years to get to that. I spent my entire 20s scratching and clawing to get to Xbox. That's 10 years. I'm not saying this to glamorize the mm. struggle to glamorize the journey but it's 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 different i wouldn't have it any other way like 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 if i could do it again i would because i learned so much i came into my own but i'm just saying that everybody has a different journey whether it's one year whether it's five it's three it's ten you know it's as long as you're comfortable with your pace and you believe in yourself um and no one is ever above anybody we're always in the same place there's always somebody doing better than you and there's always somebody not doing as great as you so when you think, oh, well, this person, blah, 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 we're all in the same place. Everybody's right in the middle. Man, I mean, if there was no better way to end an interview, man, you crushed it. I mean, <laughs> again, if you're not paying attention to, to the sage words that, that Albert is sharing right now, then you are missing out, again, on some fantastic, just redonkulous gems and, and stuff that I, as a person who today was feeling a little bit down, I feel very, very inspired having heard you know, not only your story, but the way that you're thinking about the process of continuing to do this work. And, and, and I want to thank you for so I want to thank you so much for being here. And I want to thank you so much for sharing all those wonderful words with our audience. Give the folks a little bit of info about where they can check out more of the stuff that you're doing. If they want to follow you on socials, I'll, I'll leave the floor for you. Sure. So you all can find me on Twitter. Uh at Alkalus, so that's A, uh, that's an Apple, L-K-A-L-L-U-S. Um, yeah, that's pretty much where you'll be able to find me or or my name at LinkedIn if you want to connect uh, professionally. I love LinkedIn as well. I actually left that out. LinkedIn, LinkedIn, LinkedIn. Mm. You have to narrate your story. And I mean like Morgan Freeman. Do not let anybody else narrate your story. So... Um, you can share your success, but you need to be your own biggest cheerleader because you never know who's watching. You never know who's watching. Mm -hmm. Yeah, LinkedIn is the spot. People front on LinkedIn real hard, but if you really want to start making some moves, LinkedIn is a really good spot to do so. All right, we're going to let Albert go. Thank you very much for being here and rocking with us here on Spawn On Me. Again, check out the man, the myth, the legend on Twitter, on LinkedIn. Get to see the drip for yourself because uh, I know more goodness is coming. 
uh, and fam, we'd love to have you back on the show sometime. Like, uh, there's just so many other things we want to dig into and talk about, and would love to be able to have you back on the show in the future. So thank My you pleasure. again for being here. All right, everybody. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, I'm going to grab some water and get myself luxurated. Uh, and we'll be right back after this. What's good, everybody? In Chicago, Khalif here. We have lots of great conversations to have for the rest of 2022. Hoping that you're having a fantastic beginning to your year. I wanted to share some good news with you early. I think it's super cool that I get a chance to say this out loud. But we are now part of the Epic Content Creator Program. Please use our creator code spawn on me at checkout in the EGS store. You get to help us grow. You get to help Bercago get bigger. And you also now get something very, very cool because every month we're going to be doing a fantastic video series that looks into some of the great games that are in the Epic Games store. So that means we're going to have conversations with developers. We're going to have conversations with folks on the Epic side of things. Maybe some folks who are going to be dealing with metahumans or even folks who are going to be doing stuff in Unreal Engine. So lots of great conversations are going to be coming through with a very new video series called Something Epic uh, that I'm very excited to do. And every month you'll have a new video uh, that's going to dig into, you know, a new game or, you know, a, or a game that's just in the store or, you know, even some upcoming content that's going to be in that space as well. So I am very excited about that. We already have three episodes ready to go. Uh, we have one that's our friend Ariel Knight and Never Yield. We also have the folks from Ember Lab. So we're going to be talking about Kana, Bridge of Spirits. And then also one I'm super excited for. And I think the one that we're probably going to drop first is going to be all around the Matrix Unreal Engine demo. I am super excited to share that content with you. We have lots of goodies coming, so please stay tuned. It'll be on our YouTube channel uh, and we'll be sharing that out monthly. So I'm super excited, super excited to be in the program and hope that you all dig all the content that we're gonna be doing with our new show, Something Epic. We'll see you all very, very soon. Make sure you're checking us out on socials at Khalif Adams, at Spawn On Me. And yeah, massive love to my friends over Epic for letting us be a part of your family and getting some dope things in for the rest of the year. Much love to you all. We'll see you soon. Peace. Welcome back to the Spawn On Me podcast. I'm your host, Khalif Adams. What the deal be? I hope you're all doing well. I hope you're having a fantastic rest of your week. I uh, hope you're going to have a wonderful weekend. We had a, just a fantastic conversation with our fam, Albert Donkwa, who came through and just dropped so many gems on all of our minds, hearts, and souls. Speaking of souls, the new Ghostbusters game from Ilphonic just got uh, announced a couple of days ago. And I have to tell you all, no joke, no BS, no nonsense. I am a huge Ghostbusters stan. I love Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters was one of the first movies I ever saw. And getting a chance to go through the lineage of, you know, being in that space of, you know, having that childhood layer attached to me and being so excited for what that game for what that franchise has been over the the past 20 to 30 years 
I've always really wanted a really dope Ghostbusters game. I, you know, I remember very distinctly the one that was on the Genesis that I remember that was one of my first games that I got a chance to play and, 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 and handle and, and be a part of that universe in a way that felt really good. And, you know, now one of my favorite developers in Ilphonic is going to be making and producing a game alongside the Ghost Corps, which are really, really dope folks. And they're making a Ghostbusters game called Ghostbusters Spirit Unleashed. It's again with our friends from Ilphonic who, you know, made Friday the 13th game, made the Predator game. So they have a real understanding of how to you know, capture the ideas around an IP and really do something special with it. And also they've been really moving down this really awesome path around doing these kind of 4v1 asynchronous kinds of, or synchronous uh, kind of matches where, you know, you're either, uh, you know, a, a baddie in, in terms of, you know, playing Jason versus the camp counselors or, you know, the, 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 the Marine Corps, you know, against the predator. And now, you know, being one of four Ghostbusters that you can create, you can make it in your own image as much as the game will let you from a cosmetic perspective um, and be the Ghostbuster that you always wanted to be. And I think that to me is what is going to have me so excited to play this game. Like I, I got a demo of the game um, uh, last week, I believe. Uh, or was it earlier this week? It was, I think it was earlier this week or, la or late last week. And, you know, sat down with the team from, Il from Ilphonic and, and, and we talked about the kind of like reasons why they're making this game and, and how they're thinking about it. And, you know, the depths in which they're kind of going through the, the, the lore of bringing back Dan Aykroyd. Um, and, 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 my, and my friend Winston, you know, Winston Zedmore coming back and Ernie Hudson and, and, and coming back and making them have their voices within the game be real. You know, I, the thing that the thing that and I wish I would have recorded it, um, but I remember specifically when I got the demo, they ran the trailer and when they ran the trailer, the iconic music hit. And you're walking through the, excuse me, and you're walking through the firehouse, which I have been to back home in New York. Engine number nine, shout out to engine number nine back in Soho. And I got goosebumps because I am such a fan of that IP and remembering what it was like to be a huge fan of Bill Murray getting slimed and Sigourney Weaver and Zool and all that kind of stuff and being like, oh, they're going to nail this. This is going to be so much fun. So it's cool because it has that layer of, um, you know, uh, teamwork where, you know, each Ghostbuster will kind of have a role. So you can have a role as a Ghostbuster to be like, I want to be the person who smacks it with my proton pack and pulls them in to get to the trap. Another person can be the person who's like, yo, I, I really want to focus on trapping ghosts. So I will be the person who will throw the trap out in the right spot so we can capture the ghost. What was really dope was the, the, the conversation about, you know, how they showcase the gameplay where, you know, you're going in with your PKE meter and you're trying to capture the ghost, but the ghost can be uh, infused into an object. So you can be like 
uh, a water bucket, and that water bucket that's in the room is possessed by you as the as the other player who's playing the ghost. You have to try to scare all the people enough within that space because they have pedestrians or or just regular humans who are non ghostbusters in there. And you're trying to raise the haunting level of a space so that you get to a win a win state. And if you continue to do that and not get captured by the by the Ghostbusters, then you win. But the Ghostbusters are consistently looking for you and searching for you, uh, and using their PKE meters. And then you're able to actually like customize and upgrade your your proton pack so that you can make it your own and you can have special skills. Oh my God, I'm so hyped for this game. I'm so excited for this because I believe in what you know Ilphonic has done as a company i love the way that they work i love the way that they look at some of these games it makes me wish that a lot of the stuff they put out in the world was more successful but it's one of those things where i like they're a company now that if you say Ilphonic did it i'm down like i'm like i want to cop it i'm going to play it i'm going to be a part of that game i want to play that game and i just i'm like hoping other people really dig into it. I'm hoping that Ghostbusters is the IP that pulls everyone else into this world and into this game in a real way because I am just so freaking excited for it. Like, I know Greg Miller. Greg Miller is going to be in this game. He's a voice in the game. Uh, Rahul Cooley is going to be in the game as well uh, for Midnight Mass fame and and, and other games as well. Um, And, like, I know Greg has has his own, like, proton pack that he has hanging up on his wall. I kind of want a proton pack now. I kind of go, I want to find the people who make real proton packs and go get a proton pack. Like, I kind of want one now. I'm going to have to go look and see how much it costs to get a real proton pack because I'm going to really want one now because this game is so dope and I'm so excited. Like, I, I, the, the swag that's probably going to come out of this game from a marketing perspective. Look, I know that there's this whole thing about, you as a journalist, you as a person who is in the video games, press and all that stuff shouldn't be standing for swag. Yo, F that. Yo, send me all the dope stuff. I want all the dope Ghostbusters stuff. I don't care what y'all say. Please. <laughs> I want I want an Ecto-1. I want a Proton Pack. I don't care what y'all do. Hook a brother up because I'm hype. I don't care. I don't have that whole, I've got to be above board and not to be a person who is not going to stand for the things that I like. F that. Yo, this one's going to be dope. I don't care what y'all say. I'm hyped for this game. And that, I don't think that fucks with my integrity at all. Because I'm integrated. Word. Send me all that swag, son. So I'm very excited for this game. We're going to hear more about it. I'm hoping that we can, you know, be connected to them for, for, for launch and for getting them on the show to talk about the game in a real way. I would just, we weren't able to actually do an interview with them because they were still announcing the game. So we we weren't able to do that. Um, But I'm dying to get them on the show to talk about, you know, what this is. And I know this looks pretty well, so we'll be able to figure out a way to make it happen in a real way. So, you know, keep your eyes peeled for more Ghostbusters stuff here on Swan and Me because I'm just ridiculous excited for what that is going to wind up being um another thing that i saw this week that was really interesting because this is gdc week i'm sadly not at gdc this year um and i'm sad about it because gdc is one of my favorite it's probably my favorite uh conference to go to in terms of video game interesting stuff 
uh, getting a chance to like really be around developers and, and have their guards be down and be able to talk about stuff. And now that I've been in the space for a while, like it's so nice to be able to see so many friends and, and, and colleagues in that way. Um, but I am always looking for cutting edge stuff to kind of dig into. And, and one of the things that I saw this week that really raised my eyebrows as like, what? What's happening? Is, you know, Game Engine Unity you know, has been digging and they've been doing some really interesting uh, acquisitions of late. They've been pulling in these, these folks to talk about, you know, the, the, the future of virtual production, uh, the future of, you know, digital characters. We've seen this a lot when it comes to Unreal Engine because we've seen meta humans be a thing. We've seen, you know, them pull in a, a company called Three Lateral uh, that's doing virtual production and virtual performance in a really interesting way. They did this dope demo a couple years ago that brought in Andy Circus, and Andy Circus literally had all the dots on his face and they turned him directly, they like instantly turned him into a dragon but all of the facial animations and facial features and facial, you know, uh, you know, inflections were coming through on this dragon, but it was Andy Serkis driving it through his performance. Unity just put out this, uh, this demo um, called Enemies. And this is the future. This is not a thing, because people don't think of Unity as this engine that is supposed to be like driving these kinds of experiences, but this is all captured from facial capture animation you know folks uh, you know they talked about this was a year-long project to make this happen um but like this is the future of what we hoped that we would see the conversation around the uncanny valley and that space of do you know if it's real or not we're getting close and this enemies demo was one of the first things that i saw that really brought that home to me in a very just like holy crap kind of way and that was something that i did not expect to be able to see in my lifetime like that wasn't the thing that i thought was going to be something i'd be like oh we're going to see human capture in this way uh you know hannibal royce in, in the chat says the hair detail they had one specific person work on nothing but the hair nothing but the hair animation they had another person work on nothing but the clothing that that character is wearing if you're listening to this again like you'll have to watch it on the the, the youtube vod or the, the the twitch vod but like all of the stuff that is in this demo is wild the backgrounds moving all of the stuff the chess pieces all of those small intricate details the lighting on her face that's coming through the hair and catching the side of it like man i'm excited like this is the stuff that i am not a developer i've i've i'm you know excited and jealous of all the folks who are able to understand this technology and make things like this real again you've all heard me in 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 you know various conversations on twitter talk about how in my dreams spawn on me would look like this like you the the, the the video of this woman doing you know all these small things i want to do a version of spawn on me that feels and looks like this in a virtual production space that's the dream that's the thing i'm i'm planning and trying to get to and seeing this being what this is and knowing that unity is a layer of that 
is extremely exciting because again the thing one of the conversations that we've seen within the the gaming industry is there's a haves and have nots kind of conversation yes you need to have a certain amount of money to be able to buy the equipment to get into that space to be able to have a computer that will run these computations in this way to be able to do this kind of work again this took a year to do that's not a thing that i personally would be able to do because i'd have to learn how to be a programmer and learn all these other layers but these assets are real these are things that you can go and help and you know fundraise and get someone to buy you know or to support you in a way to make this kind of a thing happen and when I say that, I, I use it as a foundation to say, like, what would what would a virtual Bracago look like? Think about that. What would a virtual Bracago look like? What would a virtual set of one of our segments look like? What would the spawnies look like if this was a layer of it? The future is amazing. And I think there's a space in it where, you know, the content that we see in the usual ways that we see it, and and, and I'm like, there's stuff that isn't happening yet within all of these creation spaces. Like we're seeing Code Miko do really interesting things in the VTuber space on Twitch, but no one has gotten to this layer yet. No one has gotten there. And I'm hoping that we are the first folks to do that. Um, so I wanted to show that off because I thought that was interesting. I thought that was really cool to be able to see um, just the details in her eyes and her skin and the way that it all kind of works like wow we 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 definitely are in 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 really interesting times like i know you know i am childless and, and all that kind of stuff <laughs> what would the biscuits look like in <laughs> dark tagger in the chat says what would the biscuits look like in unreal engine and you in, in unity engine like this i mean you'll you'll have the most beautiful biscuits ever uh you know they'll they'll be shiny and beautiful um but before we go uh, for this episode of the spawn of me, I want to talk a little bit about something I've been playing and that is tiny Tina's wonderland. So we're going to talk a little bit about that in a small review coming up right about now. I have been playing Tiny Teener's Wonderland. Uh, I've been playing it for about a week and some change. Uh, here is some gameplay that I captured uh, from the beginning uh, mission of the game. Again, this is not spoil it's spoilery in the fact that it's the first mission. You're not going to really have context for what's happening here. You're just going to be able to see stuff. So if you do, if you're watching right now and you don't want to watch anything, you can turn off the stream right now. But I want to talk about a couple of things. So my review is in progress and, and I'm saying that for a specific, specific reason. So, um, shout out to the folks over 2k, uh, and Bethesda, uh, uh, and, uh, gearbox for, uh, giving us access to the game early. I played basically the full retail version of the game. Um, and I played probably about 10 to 15 hours of it. Um, and the reason I didn't play through the whole game to completion was because, the way that they wind up doing it was the embargo lifted on the 23rd. So, so we're recording this on this Wednesday. The embargo went up today. It lifted today. And we, as the press, our copies of the game that were press release copies, again, they were full retail, so we could do everything in it. You, you, you lost access to it after the embargo lifted. So that means if I wanted to go in this morning and go play it after the embargo was up, I couldn't, I didn't have access to it. So I captured a bunch of stuff that'll go up in a video later 
Um, but the thing that I want to kind of convey is a couple of different things. One, um, played this on PC. It ran perfectly. It looks gorgeous. It looks fantastic. Um, I am a huge fan of the Tiny Tina layer of the Borderlands universe. I think the previous Tiny Tina game was really, really good. Uh, it was one of my favorite games in the Borderlands series. And then I would probably say three and then two in terms of the games that I liked in, 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 in that whole series. And I was really hyped. I'm really hyped about Tiny Tina because I think she is one of the better, more interesting and fun characters within this space. I think there's a lot of conversation about Borderlands as having this kind of very sophomoric um, uh, kind of comedy to it. Um, and, And the thing that has been really, really cool is to say this is something very, very different in terms of Yes, there are some butt jokes and there's some some other stuff in there that's in that mix. Um, the thing that 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 really came away from my time with it um, is that you know I'm a big fan of really good writing. The game the game doesn't look that different than the previous games. I think it's looked very similar to what a lot of the other games have looked like within the series. So the thing that you come to this for is the story, the kind of in jokes, and then of course the guns. Like Borderlands is all about weird and wild permutations of guns that you'll be able to get. The thing that's dope is about this version of the game is again it's in this fantasy setting. So like a lot of the wackiness has this kind of D&D layer to it. This Dungeons and Dragons layer to it which then from not only a kind of what you can do perspective is now grounded in a totally different world, but it just opens up so many different ways that the story can flow because of how that fantasy layer will dictate it. Because at some point you'll be in a game and Tina will talk to you and she'll flip the script on you. She'll be like, yeah, so they had this stuff happen. And then, uh, like a true dungeon master. Oh, and then a meteor came out of the sky and blew up. And you're like, what? You're like, oh, I didn't have an idea that that was going to happen. What? That was the thing that's going to happen now? Oh, crap. That's nuts. When did that become a thing? And then that changes so much of the way that the game plays because of that, that it just adds this layer of just like, not necessarily like, um, oh, that was super unexpected and that was nothing. I had an idea that was going to happen, but it just adds this layer of fun to the game when we have so many games right now that are kind of so self-serious in a lot of different ways. Tiny Tina's Wonderland is not so serious at all. It is very, very much a tongue-in-cheek, super fun kind of game. The writing on this game is so good. Ashley Birch is going to win whatever the voice actor performance award of the year award is she's going to win it and that's coming from not only the way she delivers the lines in the game but because of that strong writing it gives her a chance to kind of just dig into this tiny tina persona even better than anyone than even that she's had a chance to do before because tiny tina was always kind of annoying tiny tina is like dope in this game she's like funny she's like on point comedy wise in terms of that stuff the big surprise in terms of additions to the game that i didn't know until i until i booted it up was one of the other characters in the game is voiced by wanda sykes comedian wanda sykes 
she and her deadpanness is just so good in this game too like i'm feeding to get ashley birch and and wanda sykes on the show to talk about their performances in the game because it is just so good so so good it is just so fantastic that i was just like man i i the reason i didn't finish playing this game to completion is because i wanted to stop and enjoy it in its full capacity uh, in a way that I didn't want to have to worry about. Well, oh, I have to bum rush through this game and get an, a, get a review out and do all that kind of stuff. I actually stopped myself from doing a review, a full review, because I want to play this with my friends, because I want to play this in the way that I usually would have intended to play this game because of the way that the writing so far is so strong and how much fun I'm having with it so far. I want to go through this and not have to rush through this game in the way you usually have to do when you're doing a review. So I will say, again, gunplay feels really, really good. The The story is so far really fun, super compelling. Uh, feels good in all the ways that the Borderland games feel really good. Um, and I'm just like really excited to like dig into this game in a real way and play with friends and play co-op and, you know, go through the process of, of seeing where this tiny, teeny adventure is going to go. Um, and, and like, I had a blast with the time. Like I was, it was the only game that pulled me away from Elden Ring. And that wasn't just because of me having a, a kind of truncated time to kind of like get feelings and thoughts, you know, down with it. it. It just feels really fun to play. And then when you start to broaden it out because of the way that they've done the new class systems or the new classes, I played probably two different classes. Uh, one is more of a spells based character and the other one is more of a um, like... Vamp vampiric kind of character so like you're you know throwing out spells to be able to to be able to um gather health from other other characters so like the spellcaster that main main um uh, power was to basically turn an enemy into a sheep so that if you're in a firefight and you're like i want that enemy to not be you know a nuisance to me while i kill all these other things i'm going to turn you into a sheep let you walk around and do what you need to do and then come back to you, shoot you and kill you at, while you're in sheep form and do that kind of thing. Then the other character that I had who was the more, you know, vampiric one, that power was one in which I would run into a fight, do this move kind of explode and have, you know, that energy that was kind of pushed out into the world exponentially kind of, um, you know, uh, compound based on, you know, how much health I had. So I'd lose a little bit of health, but the amount of health that I didn't have would compound in the damage that I would wind up doing uh, based on it. So it's a really interesting risk and reward character because you'll go into a fight and you'll use that move and you'll have lower health, but that health will then kind of you know, a, a feed off of the damage that you wind up doing. So it's really interesting. And there's a couple other characters in there. Some of them are kind of more minion based, a couple other stuff in there. Um, I didn't get a chance to play all, play through all of them. Cause you kind of go through, you know, um, a certain part of the game and you have to do the tutorial all over again. And I was like, I don't like to do the tutorial over and over and over again, just to see how the characters go. Um, but I kind of have an understanding of like a couple of characters and I'm going to roll a couple of characters in this game for sure, uh, to be able to play it. So, you know, 
again, shout out to the folks from 2K. I, I expect to get a new code uh, for retail very, very soon, so I'll be able to jump on it and start to stream it. I'm definitely going to stream some of this game and, and, and play it. Um, but I'm, I'm, you know, this was a game that was high on my list for a long time in terms of one that I was really excited for. And now getting a chance to have played it, um, I, I'm very high on this game. I think this is definitely going to get a lot of game of the year uh, considerations. I think Ashley Birch and Wanda Sykes are definitely going to get a lot of love for it. Um, and, I, and I'm really excited to see all of you play it as well and, and share thoughts with me on Twitter and, and all those places for sure. So like, make sure you're definitely you know tagging me and letting me see what your characters look like and who you've made cool stuff with and, and all those things because I definitely want to see it. So, um, word. We're about to get up out of here for this episode of Spawn on Me again. Uh, this is a fun, fun episode. Massive shout out to Albert Donkwa uh, for coming through and dropping ridiculous amounts of gems on all of us here uh, in the chat. Massive love to all of you who have listened and watched on the live stream here on Twitch.tv slash Spawn on Me for coming through and hanging out. Shout out to definitely... All the folks who have come through who are the regulars and we have some fantastic new folks come through as well sharing love and and, and giving out uh subs and all that cool stuff as well so massive love to all of them for sure uh we're gonna have uh some fun things to be able to do uh the mbc show that i'm hosting is coming up very very soon a podcast that you'll be able to watch all around the fan control football league is happening very very soon again i am hosting a show on nbc uh that you'll be able to see on nbc lx and peacock uh very very soon around football and around all that good stuff uh, in that space as well. We'll be back for more bangers uh, next week uh, on Spawn on Me. We'll have a very special episode uh, dropping in the middle of the week, I believe, next week, uh, where we're going to be doing some work uh, with our folks from uh, McDonald's, uh, and we're going to be doing some other cool stuff as well throughout the rest of the weeks. And, of course, again, the rest of the week is happening. The rest of the month is happening. More games are dropping. I'm going to try to finish Elden Ring at some point before I die, uh, and we'll have more dope stuff here. So please remember... Please, 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 if you are on the podcast apps, make sure that you're subscribed to the show, you're following the show. We had a really weird dip in our numbers over the past couple of months, uh, and we're bleeding listeners, weirdly. I don't know what's going on with the feeds. I don't know what's happening in that space, but we need all of you to kind of come through. You know, download us on multiple apps if you need to. Subscribe to us on multiple places. Make sure you're checking us out on Twitter. Make sure you're checking us out on Instagram. Make sure you're checking us out on TikTok because we're going to be doing more of these pieces of content and pushing those out on, on TikTok. But please, please, please make sure you're subscribing on the podcast feeds because our numbers are doing weird stuff and we're losing a lot of people. And I didn't I don't know why. Uh, I don't know if the algorithm is doing something weird or if the apps are doing something weird or if they're not pushing the show all uh, out to all of you in the ways that they should be, but that's bad. That's not good. Uh, we can't have that. Um, and again, thank you so much for being here on the live show. Uh, I'm going to give some love out to folks who are watching here live in Twitch right after we sign off here. Uh, but if you're listening to the live show, stick around for five minutes and we'll give you some love. If you're listening on the audio version, massive love to you again. Please spread, please spread love about the show. Give us a five-star review in all those places. And we'll see you all next week for another episode of Spawn on Me. So much love to you all. We'll see you soon. And peace.